10 to 1, episode 127. Top 10 Conspiracy Theories. Welcome to 10 to 1, the top 10, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. Some might say there's something screwy going on at the beginning of this episode. Maybe we can get into that. Maybe there's a conspiracy theory about... No, I guess probably not. I'm Brian Kozer. You're trying a little too hard I'm here. I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. And there comes a point where you just gotta stop reading meaning into everything. And that's what we're gonna discuss here. Yep. Uh, because we're here to tell you when you should read into something and when you shouldn't. We've got all the answers, folks. Right. So, <laughs> I've got I've got some opening remarks before we get into yeah. our list. I've got Go I've got a definition. Maybe we can mm-hmm. talk about how we define conspiracy theories. Uh, why do people like them? Why do people believe them? And, why are they so easy to believe? And we can do it now, or we can do it at the end. No, let's do it now. Why I generally don't believe conspiracy oh. theories. Oh, sure. Yeah, let's do all of that now. Sure. Okay. All right, so here's the definition I came up with. Let me know what you think. Uh, an explanation for an event or situation contradicting the account provided by an authority. Yeah, that sounds good. So basically, an explanation against the official story. Yeah. Or that, that disagrees sure. with the official story. Uh, and, I mean, you can, if you look, I looked some up, and, of course, it's generally an improbable explanation. It often has something to do with uh, politics. It's often political in nature. There's usually some sort of shadowy group, some mysterious group behind the scenes. Um, Some circumstantial evidence. Yeah, yeah. So all those things kind of go into it. Was there anything you wanted to to add, or does that kind of fit your the items on your list? Okay. All right. uh, Next thing, I wanted to talk about why do people like conspiracy theories do you have any thoughts off the top of your head yeah i wrote a few down okay okay so first of all uh they they help us feel in control Mm -hmm. uh we are the ones who saw the connection between these different events nobody else has figured it out but we're the ones who've got the map the string map you know Mm -hmm. and we've we've made all the connections and and we've figured it out so especially you know, uh, when it comes to politics, uh, you know, the average person at home, they don't really feel like they've got much control over what mm-hmm. our senators and whatnot are doing up there in Congress and stuff. Right. And so the conspiracy theories help us feel more like we, we're doing something. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. They also get let us view things uh, in black and white, kind of an us versus them. There's no gray yeah. areas. Right. It's, you know, whatever is at the root of the conspiracy, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And and we're right. We're, we're setting out to try and change it and spread the word, everyone. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think one of the great things about conspiracy theories is that they're incredibly difficult to disprove. 
Uh, you can have all the evidence pointing to the contrary, and people will say, well, that's just the other side uh, trying mm-hmm. super hard to discredit sure. what I'm saying. And that because they've got money, then money talks, and so it's easy for them to, uh, you know, have all this quote-unquote proof and try to silence the real truth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, lack of evidence is evidence itself. Clearly, everything's been hushed up by those in charge. Right, yeah. So uh, I, I think conspiracy theories are, I mean, they're they're kind of sad, really, in how they make people show their show what's going on inside their their minds mm-hmm. but on the other side on the other hand there's something really terrific about conspiracy theories yeah so talk about that that's I that's think, also what i was thinking about why even if you don't believe them why is it interesting or fun well it's they're very imaginative and mm-hmm. it kind of shows that the human spirit is kind of indomitable that the clinging to a belief no matter it's almost a faith, a religion in itself, sort sure. of. Yeah. Of in the face of what everybody is telling me is the opposite. I believe this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with all that. I I don't know that I I have too much more to add. Um, people like to be. They like to know a secret. They like to have that secret knowledge uh, to be. The one that knows the truth when everyone else doesn't. And be the one to share it and enlighten mm-hmm. everybody else. And, um, I mean, they make good stories. They're interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, I mean, I, I liked reading about these in, in high school. There's one that I'll talk about that was my favorite to read about in high school. Um, uh, I mean, there's a couple like that. And um, they're interesting for sure. Uh, but then, yeah, people believe them because, uh, like you're saying, like you said, trying to simplify a very complex world, um, it feels good to to blame one specific person or one specific group for for evils in society. Um, you know, distrusting authorities, uh, and sometimes uh, that's justified, right? There's uh, conspiracy theories that have turned out to be true. There, uh, we'll talk about those at the end of the episode. Uh, there are uh, obviously a lot of authorities. Uh, I mean, we've seen just in the past hundred years in in um, in our world that uh, authorities are, are a lot of times untrustworthy. So you talk about governments. A lot of these are, revolve around governments, and governments are um, are are the boogeyman uh, for a lot of these. And uh, there have obviously been a lot of of evils done by governments. So uh, so it's understandable. Um, uh, one, uh, well, we can, I guess maybe just go ahead and cover it. Um, in general, I, I don't believe conspiracy theories, not because none of them are true, but because most of them are not. And, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical, I'm more skeptical of the authorities uh, in quotes that uh, present conspiracy theories than from the uh, official story, uh, for lack of a better word. So, for an example, um, uh, we'll get to 
flat earth um, eventually. And I uh, say, well, maybe that's not a great example. Let's do uh, going to the moon. Uh, so I can't prove that we went to the moon, right? So I have to believe somebody else's uh, facts that they're presenting. So uh, I can choose to believe uh, NASA, uh, the U.S. government, um, you know, every academic institution, um, uh, other other governments, um, or I can believe Billy on YouTube that has a YouTube channel and and uh, uh, the guy that made the the famous conspiracy theory video and got punched by Buzz Aldrin for saying he didn't go to the moon. You know. Oh no, I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so for me, it's kind of, um, I, I guess I, I put less faith in some of these people that I don't find very trustworthy. Um, and so I, I'm kind of playing the odds. I'm going to believe the official story for the most part. And sometimes I'll be wrong, but I think most of the time I'm going to be right. And I'm fine with with being wrong 5% of the time. I think the people that believe all these conspiracy theories are wrong a lot more than that. So that's why I, in general, do not believe conspiracy theories. Yeah, so I actually tend to, I don't know if maybe I'm, some would say I'm a little more gullible. Others would say I'm a little more questioning of our government. Uh-huh. Um, I little more uh critical perhaps and so mm-hmm. i i don't i just don't trust as much and part of that's due to a lot of dumb decisions uh decisions i don't agree with mm-hmm. uh that have been made not just recently but just down through the years i think you should never underestimate the power of um i forget how exactly how the demotivators say it there's a website i love called despair.com and they put out demotivators and they have one on there i know this is a tangent but bear Mm. with me one on there maybe i can put a link in the show notes about never underestimate the power of people in large groups to make stupid decisions or something like that okay and uh i think that pretty well sums up government a lot of the time uh none of us are as dumb as all of us is another one that i really like okay so I'm I'm a little bit um, dissatisfied with the decisions that have been made on my behalf, uh, for my good, as it were. And so that's why I am a little more prone to believing some mm-hmm. uh, some theories. So we'll see. I I definitely I made sure to include some conspiracy theories that I do believe and we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can we can get into a little bit more uh believing or not believing as we go through the list. So uh I guess we're gonna start off with me. We're gonna do it a little di- little bit differently. If we have any crossovers, we'll wait and discuss them together. Uh whoever has it higher on their list. By the way, how did you arrange your list? Um, somewhat in order of of how interesting I, I find it. Um, but it's not super. It's also a little bit grouped. Like uh, the 
political ones are grouped together, that kind of thing. Mine is arranged on uh, how crazy would this be if it were actually true? No, oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, why don't we get started with number 10? So my number 10 relates to the poor fellow soldiers of Christ and of the Temple of Solomon. I haven't heard this one. Also known as the Order of Solomon's Temple. Ah. Also known as the Knights Knights Templar. Templar. Okay, yeah. Ah. It's going to be juicy. Yeah, so I've got the Knights Templar and the Freemasons. Okay. uh, I don't have this. Together into one. Okay, good. Um (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> i'm ready to go ahead and talk about it uh so uh well, let me give you the facts that everybody agrees on first okay so the facts are these uh it was a catholic military order uh this is it, during the time of the crusades uh, so it was founded in jerusalem and uh, uh it was in a I think so. They took Jerusalem over from the Muslims who had who had occupied there, um, because you know the the whole thing about the Crusades was let's go take back the Holy Land because we're Christians. We want to kick out the Muslims and give it back to the Jews. So they go in, fight their battle, and retake Jerusalem. Now they have this mosque that's been standing in Jerusalem for however long, and uh, they. I don't know if they actually believe that it was uh, Solomon's temple or it was on, built on the site of Solomon's temple. And so they start this order. They're in what they said was Solomon's temple. This is now the Knights Templar. And so it's a military order. This is the famous, uh, when you think of a crusader, you think of the chainmail hood and, and shirt. Right. And then you think of the white uh, jerkin, I think it's called, the sleeveless. The lion rampant. No, with a red cross oh, okay. on the front. So this is like the guy in uh, the Last Crusade, the right. Indiana Jones in the Last yeah. Crusade. Uh, so that kind of uh, crusader-looking guy, and uh, so uh, they they become very powerful. They start with just a few people and no money, and uh, they eventually become uh, very powerful. Uh, they report directly to the Pope. They uh, start. Uh, developing financial techniques, but why were they why were they begun? What was the purpose? Yeah, well, they, I mean, they were a military order. They were founded to fight in the Crusades, and so I mean, it's an easy. You're a, a nobleman or or king, and you're Christian, and you want to support the Crusades. You give money to the Templars, and they're some of the the best um, best fighters. Okay, so it wasn't like the guardian of secrets uh, order or whatever that is no, kind no. of come to be. We're in... getting to that. Okay. This is this is the facts everyone agrees on. Oh, okay. That, remember okay. they were starting with. So, uh, yeah, so they're fighting. Uh, they're they're very they quickly become rich. All these people are giving them money. They start doing banking. Uh, they st- have this system, uh, like you would think of checks today, where. You take your gold into the Templars in uh, wherever city you're in Europe you are, and you're traveling to Jerusalem, and you get there, and you take your check, your certificate, and you you now uh, get your gold out there in Jerusalem, that type of thing, so that you're not traveling with all of that wealth. Uh, so they're doing things like that, and uh, they're owning land, and uh, some people say they're the it's the first 
multinational corporation uh, because they're spanning different countries. And so very powerful. Um, of course, uh, they're tied to the Crusades, and the Crusades eventually end. Uh, the, uh, the Holy Land goes back into um, Muslim control, and so um, they start losing influence. And then um, eventually there's, there's rumors about different things that they're, that they're doing. So there's uh, uh, some of them that probably, turn, probably were true. Uh, for example, um, some people said in their initiation they had to, I think it was spit on the cross. And so either they're going... But they had a cross yeah. as their Yeah, animal. I mean, it's a Christian uh, organization. So either they're, they're going apostate maybe or... Uh, some people say maybe it was, uh, some people do think it was, it was just a, an accusation that was false, um, made for political reasons or might've been something like, uh, uh, they're training to, uh, uh, to apostatize in body, but not in soul. So if they got captured, they could stay true to, to Christ. So, uh, but anyway, they, they eventually got disbanded. Um, uh, King Philip IV of France was deeply in debt and uh, <laughs> decided to uh, erase his debt by destroying the Templars. Um, he arrested a bunch of people, tortured them to get confessions of guilt, and then killed them, executed them, um, and then uh, pressured the Pope to disband the order. Wow. So uh, so those are the facts that everyone agrees on. And then, of course, uh, the interesting conspiracy theory part is they start getting tied to all sorts of different things. They have control of the Ark of the Covenant. Covenant. They have control. They have the uh, Holy Grail. Uh, they have uh, secret uh, ceremonies and and. Uh, mystical things that they're doing in tunnels under the ground all the way around the world uh no they don't have that one um <laughs> but uh then they um well basically the history is they uh got taken up by later organizations so like we're going to talk about the masons here in a second the freemasons took a whole bunch of symbology symbols and things from the from the Knights Templar, uh, there were a bunch of um, of temperance organizations so against alcohol that, that really took the Knights Templar because they supposedly drank sour milk instead of instead of alcohol, and um, you know we're fighting a, a great crusade against <laughs> the the evils of alcohol, um, and so uh, and then of course uh, more recently there's a lot of uh, fiction that that really uh, was captured by the idea of, of that uh, interesting uh, group of fighters and, and being tied to a bunch of, of uh, mystical religious symbols. Um, and so uh, the conspiracy theories are things like um, they've survived all these years, uh, that they are, um, uh, they actually are directly related to the Freemasons, that the, it was uh, a legacy that was passed down secretly year to year, and then eventually uh, the Freemasons, uh, or when they came back into the public eye, 
um, or that the uh, the Knights Templar survived in Scotland. Um, I think there's um, uh, there's something with that in the Da Vinci Code, which I have not read. Um, there's a conspiracy theory that they discovered the New World, that they uh, they got on ships and followed some Viking routes and got over here uh, before Columbus. And uh, this was, I think this was also part of um, Holy Blood, Holy Grail. Have you heard of Holy Blood, Holy Grail? <laughs> no, I haven't. So that's a book from the 80s uh, that uh, I think Dan Brown read, and that's kind of what he based his his uh, Da Vinci Code stuff on. Um, so that was, I think, an idea from there. And so, of course, then you have like National Treasure, where there's a, a Templar treasure in, in Canada, and... Um, uh, all, all sorts of, of books and, and movies and video games and things that, that have the Knights Templar. So let's switch over to now the the Freemasons. So the Freemasons are, uh, of course, um, it was a, sort of a, um, uh, what's the word, a... Religious organization? No, no, it was a, a, a union, sort of like a union of... Of masons, stone masons, you know, that are like literal masons building right, things, right. and uh, eventually, uh, you know, they took in all sorts of symbols, uh, uh, took like uh, Christian type symbols, and they took um, uh, things from Knights Templar and and some maybe some different uh, mystical things, and put them together. And yeah, now it's it's a club, it's like a, a social club, and. Um, you know, most people in it are, uh, like, you're not required, um, necessarily to be a Christian for a lot of them. Uh, there are certain, uh, certain orders within Freemasonry that are, uh, I don't remember what the, all the names are, but certain things that are kind of more directly inspired by, uh, or at least in names, some of the names they use are, are from the Knights Templar and those you have to be a Christian to be in. Um, but you know it's mostly a club, uh, and then um, the the conspiracy theories are uh, that um, instead of just being sort of this loose collection where, uh, like you know, um, uh, what's a a different example? Um, okay, like Awana. Did your church do Awana growing up? Yeah, some of the churches we visited. Yeah, some sort of of uh, Bible club like that where, uh, so you're all called Awana. You're all using the same books, I guess, um, and maybe like wearing the same shirts or things like that, but they're not really related, right? An Awana in, in Kansas is not really related to an Awana in, in Florida, right. as far as right. like they would never meet or, or talk. There's not really any organizational no. hierarchy, right? No. Uh, so it's kind of the same way with Masons, unless you believe that it is actually a global organization, that they are all secretly... Uh, controlled by like the, the very top masons, the thirty third degree uh, level masons, and uh, of course, when you get up to that level, you find out the true meaning of, of Freemasonry. Uh, people think it's just a club, just a social club, until you get to the very highest, you and you realize a, sign a blood oath and... that it's actually an occult. Uh, they uh, either uh, worship. A, a masonic god or they they worship the devil himself or uh 
or one of these uh, type things, uh, some sort of occult practices. I learned all about this part from yeah. Jack Chick. Oh, yeah. Nice. We had... <laughs> I don't know if I ever read that one. We had a, a nice booklet about it. Mm, nice. Um, so, uh, uh, there's, uh, I mean, they're controlling the world. They're the new world order, uh, is part, is usually part of these. Um, there's the thing of pretty entertaining reading, I will (laughs) say. (laughs) Who doesn't like a comic book? Um, uh, it's, it's part of the conspiracy theory that, you know, if you're, uh, say the judge is a Mason and you are also a Mason, and you flash a secret hand signal at the judge, then you can not go to jail. They'll let you off. Um, there's uh, maybe they are uh, controlled by the Illuminati. Uh, they oh, are. They're behind income taxes. Of course. They are. Uh, it's a front for Jewish world domination. <gasps> um, it's uh, all sorts of any sort of. Uh, uh, of these create of these uh, secret conspiracy groups yeah. like the Illuminati are, are probably also tied in into the Freemasons. Um, uh, the United States uh, was this is the the national treasure thing. The United uh. States was founded by Freemasons, and everything is uh, Masonic symbols. Um, uh, they fake the moon landings, etc. Uh, so, um, yeah, I I got this was one that I got into. Uh, might have been high school or college, and had a couple, and at least read one book, um, by a guy that claimed that he was in the Masons, and he this was like his tell-all, and it was very, very uh, uh, what's the right word? Not sensational. Sc- yeah, sensational. That's it. And it was all this cool secret organization stuff. And looking back pretty sure he was a crackpot but at the time i thought whoa this guy this is so cool um so so this one is one that i was interested in that's why i wanted to put it in there and i still kind of think uh that um like the knights templar are, are pretty cool it's a cool, cool organization you, you know like that time period true, don't you yeah it's one of those things that's that's kind of cool oh they, if they had survived for a thousand years and yeah it's a secret secret organization so um Yep, uh, the the Vatican did recently uh, absolve them of crimes. Said that it was, uh, um, you know, political that they had been shut down, and and kind of uh, kind of said they shouldn't have have railroaded them out. I guess um, must have been kind of a slow day at the office that day. Aww. Looking back through, well, there's nothing to deal with. No sins have been confessed today. Well, what can we pardon from way back in the centuries? And then the last thing I will mention uh, is uh, propaganda due. I think is is closest to the pronunciation. Uh, so this is a Masonic lodge uh, in Italy, founded in the 1800s. Um, that, uh, it was in Italy during a time when Italy had banned secret associations and, uh, it, it came out. Uh, so some people think that that was like a shadow government in Italy, that it was this Masonic group that was ready to take over Italy. Um, and it actually had some, had a lot of prominent members. So, uh, Silvio, uh, Berlusconi, who later became prime minister of Italy, 
um, and uh, uh, the heads of all three uh, Italian intelligence services. So like the Italian versions of FBI, CIA, and NSA type type organizations okay. were all in here <laughs> and later became in charge of those. And so uh, this is one that people are still kind of unsure. Like, was it uh, a serious political group that was planning a coup to take over? Um, or was it more like... Um, they got lucky. Happened to be in the right place in the right time. Yeah, I think, I think they're more think maybe... Yeah, I, that they... It was more aspirational, um, more than like a not necessarily a secret organization to to take over the country. Maybe more of uh, like you might have a uh, just a cl- a club of of like minded people, and they happen to to be meeting in this um, this organization that was technically a secret society, which is technically banned, and so it got it got uh, disbanded then when when this came about came up so that one's interesting i'll i'll include a link to that one in the uh, but maybe maybe this proves that that the freemasons really are really are out there and really are going to try and take over the world maybe they already did it in italy i don't know any other anything else you wanted to add for the the freemasons or the the knights templar before we move on to your number 10 we've already spent uh we're already thirty minutes into this this episode. We've only done one on we one person's even list. Finished. Yeah. <laughs> so, this you ready to move on? Be or? Great. Um. Well, I think you pretty pretty well covered it. I I will say it's very interesting, mm. and I I wish I'd thought of this because it is definitely one of those where reading through the Jack Chick pamphlet. It's like, oh man, this is all so crazy. So you, it's so crazy. You want there to be secret societies with mm-hmm. the secret <laughs> handshake and secret rituals, and right. and the higher up that you go, then the more you know, right? Um, but and who knows? Maybe they are, but probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I don't doubt though. There are some. There's probably some people who don't have anything better to spend their money on, and so they've gone out and probably formed secret clubs or something. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? All right, you ready to give your number 10, which is higher on my list, and then I can talk about something? <laughs> um, well, my number 10 is probably not going to be on your list. Oh, okay. Um, but I heard this maybe when I was in high school. I'm not sure even where I heard it, but it's that fluoride in the water dumbs us down so oh, we can yeah. more easily be manipulated and controlled by our government, of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact is fluoride is put into most of America's water. Mm-hmm. Now, Alaska did not believe that fluoride was a good idea, so they cut off the fluoride uh, back in some year recently. Mm-hmm. A lot of other countries do not mm-hmm. put fluoride in their water. And the reason that America touts it as being a good idea is that it helps to prevent cavities. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I know that even after drinking fluoridated water, I still got cavities. Mm. Uh, But I don't think it makes us dumber either. I think a lot of you being dumb is up to you. (laughs) 
Uh, you can improve yourself or <laughs> uh, just uh, read dumb stuff and never challenge your brain. So, I'm not, by the way, I'm not going to be going into great detail on mine like you have. Oh, been. okay. I'm just kind of going to give the conspiracy theory that I've heard. Okay. And then uh, just give a few thoughts about it and then probably move on. So, maybe with this won't take as long as we were originally thinking. There you go. But here, so here's the thing though. Like, there's no proof really about whether or not fluoride makes you dumb. Because how would you prove it? There are, there's just so many variables, whether you were really loved on or abused as a child. Well, uh, I mean, you can prove that, that arsenic is bad for you. So you could probably prove that, that fluoride's bad for you. Yeah, in big enough quantities, fluoride Yeah, could I be. mean, I'm not saying I believe this, but you could, it's not that you, it's un- an unprovable. Right, right. But there's so much more that goes into how the mind develops and grows, like, uh, one of your mom's favorite stories to tell me is about how there was like this orphanage in Russia and uh, the orphans were never picked up. They were just left in their cribs and they were never really touched. And so the neurons in their brains didn't connect correctly. And so like some of them couldn't even feel pain. They couldn't empathize, couldn't understand other people's emotions. Uh, they didn't care whether somebody got hurt or not um, because, you know, it's, there's something about human touch that uh, it it's healthy for our brains. And then, uh-huh. of course, good food plays into that. If you're eating uh, food that is really good for your brain, then that's going to, of course, make it function the way it's supposed to. If you're getting exercise, that's good for your brain. If you're reading and reading good stuff and, and instead of just mindlessly, uh, say, consuming uh, digital media all the time, then that's good for your brain doing puzzles and things like that. So there's just, I think there's a lot more that goes on into brain development and well, how intelligent you can be. As opposed to fluoride makes us dumb. Well, I mean, people that think that fluoride in the public water system is bad aren't going to say that's the only thing that makes people dumb. Yeah. So you can't say just because people also watch TV that I don't, fluoride now, is therefore look, safe. <laughs> I watch a lot of TV, okay? And you can have your own opinion about whether or no. not I sound intelligent. But I'm not. No, what I'm trying to say again. is I'm not saying... TV is dumb and that you're dumb if you watch TV. No, you're you're missing my point again that like the things you're saying are fine, but they don't invalidate the the conspiracy theory. You could believe all the things that you're saying and still believe that that fluoride is is bad for you. Yeah. Well, as I guess well what as I'm those other things. What I'm trying to say is that I don't think it makes us dumb. Uh, I don't know that I really see the point of fluoridating the water though. Mhm. Because we still have a ton of dental problems, and I mean, the argument is that, well, it would be worse if we didn't yeah. have fluoridated water. I, yeah. I don't know if that's true either, but, yeah, I mean, we're all dying of one thing or another. I think 
set, trying to get your flag up on the hill of fluoride is, is harming us is kind of one that you don't need to waste your efforts on. So that's my number 10. Fluoride in the water makes you dumb. Okay. Uh, my, you ready for my number nine? Yeah. The ever popular flat earth theory. Is this on your list? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that one's higher up. So why don't you give your number nine and we'll get to. Yeah. My number nine classic. is another classic popular one. Walt okay. Disney's remains are in cryo somewhere. Uh, that you is have a f- this? Nope, but that is a fun one. I love this one. Uh, the chances of this are being true are pretty nil uh, because the. I did a little bit of research on this, and mm-hmm. so there's two people, two sources where this idea comes from. Okay. And I forget their names, but uh, they were they've been dis- discredited as not being reputable sources. Like they don't they don't have quotes. Mm-hmm. Or they don't attribute their quotes to anything or okay. anyone. They just make these these claims without anything to back it up. Um, and so then, of course, they waited until after Walt Disney died to say, "Oh yeah, he was getting really interested in cryo right right when and, you know, <laughs> cryo was starting to be real popular right as he was about to die." And but then they waited, you know, and there, there's not really much of a way to prove it one way or another. And even if he was, uh, there's no real creditable records of him, like, actually trying to sink money into this. But it's still fun to postulate <laughs> and think about. Uh, and I mean, the, the theory behind it is that eventually science is going to get good enough to where... You know, we, we've learned through science that, you know, we can freeze tissue and there will be some damage, but we can keep meat in pretty good condition at certain temperatures, you know, mm-hmm. for crazy long periods of time. Uh, and so even with, with minimal, some damage done to the tissue, the theory is that eventually science will get so good that it can reverse the damage or no. replace it with right. with fresh, healthy tissue, uh, and eventually, maybe even will conquer death. Uh, now, even then, I I mean, as a Christian, I believe we have a soul. How would you get the soul back? That particular soul back into the body. Uh, but it's kind of cool to think about. I think I lost you. <laughs> you lost me on that last part. What? All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went a, b- a bit on a tangent, so I think it, it it it'd be fun if we could somehow bring Walt Disney back to life, uh, <laughs> two or three hundred years from now, and he could see how Disney has become the one world empire and has come to rule everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun for him to see his legacy, but I don't think it's possible because even if science does eventually get to the point of, uh, you know, we can reanimate, bring back to life, uh, or give new life to uh, this body that was once dead, I don't think you could get the soul um, that was Walt Disney's back into the body. Maybe his soul is still in the body. Well, as a Christian, it's frozen I into the body. That he's not dead; he's still alive in there. Okay. 
<laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> they froze him right before he died, and so we're all good. I mean, that's isn't that what the how you would do it? You would freeze someone. I I guess so. Yeah, you just put them into a really they, deep comatose sleep. Yeah, and I think cry you, I can't. I don't think you can be. I guess maybe uh, in this particular one. Yeah. For Walt Disney, maybe the theory is he's dead, and then they freeze him. But usually, you're still alive when they put you into. That settles it. I believe it. In in fiction. The fictional. (laughs) I want this to be true. I don't believe it, by the way. Well, that's my number nine. Disney is frozen in cryo. All right. My number eight is a Beatles conspiracy theory. Are you familiar with the most famous Beatles conspiracy theory? That they're still alive? Uh, The opposite. Paul McCartney is dead. Uh, the the turns uh, out he's dead. The official story is that uh, he's one of the two remaining Beatles, but uh, supposedly in 1966 he was in a car accident. He died, and the Beatles decided. The other three Beatles decided we can't just break up the band just because Paul McCartney died. We will replace him with a lookalike. Uh, but then they felt uh, guilty, possibly, or or maybe uh, they're just uh, they they just needed some for something uh, some reason they needed to give clues. So they started putting clues into their songs, clues into their album covers. So are you familiar with the famous Abbey Road album cover? That's the one where they're walking across the crosswalk. Yeah. 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 So, uh, did you know that it actually represents a funeral procession? I didn't. Uh, yeah. Uh, Paul McCartney, and I'm using air quotes, Paul McCartney on the, the Abbey Road album cover, he is not wearing shoes. He's the only one that's barefoot. That's because he's re- he represents the corpse in the funeral procession. Uh, one of them is... Yeah, we- yeah this is... This is a dumb conspiracy theory. No. Uh, uh, Ringo is dressed in black. He, rep- he symbolizes the Undertaker. Uh, John Lennon is all, is all in white. He's like the, the angel leading him to heaven. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Uh, George. George is wearing denim. He's the gravedigger. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, I mean, there's, this is there's so many that clues. You can find symbolism in literally anything. Well, you no. You can no. find anything to support your theory. No, if you, if you listen very carefully at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever, you can hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul. He claims that he's saying cranberry sauce. Why would you say cranberry sauce at the end of a song? Because no, people, singers and rock stars and stuff, they do drugs a lot. He was definitely he was saying, drugs. I buried Paul. Uh, and I mean... Maybe he was just being silly. This is one I was into in high school. I thought this one was so cool. And, and I probably believed it where I was like 50-50 on this one in high school. That... Uh, Oh man, there's just there were just so many, so much evidence. Uh, they somebody took a picture of Paul McCartney, and then they took another picture of him later after the uh-huh. after yeah, this happened. Altered. No, no, no. It was not digitally altered, and they put one on top of the other, and one of the heads was taller and skinnier than the other one because yeah, it was a replacement. Because as you get older, your features change. I think it was actually they they digitally 
stretch the image on the Ta-da. on Got the album right. or something. But uh, no, it was the the people on the album, not the people doing the conspiracy theory oh. that, okay. that modified it. And uh, and so there's all sorts of there's all sorts of fun things with this one. Yeah. I yeah. No, this is. I, I like this one. I, I like that someone was replaced by a lookalike. I poo-poo your choice for number eight. This is one of the... Uh, uh, I saw a list while I was doing my research of the top ten conspiracy theories that just won't go away. I, I don't remember who did it. And this was one of them. This is still, to this day, this is a very popular you know why? Theory. And there's a good because reason. Because everybody great loves one. the Beatles. And so people just can't let go of things they love. That's what it comes down to. It's the same thing of Elvis is still alive. Yeah, he's dead, everyone. Okay? And just let let the family be. Let them mourn and sorrow for what they've lost instead of trying I to I think we should let back. Paul McCartney's family mourn. Let them finally mourn. You're a weirdo. (laughs) So that was one of my favorites in high school. I still think that's a fun one. Paul is dead is my number eight. My number eight is we didn't go to the moon. Oh, yeah. I do not have this one on my list. What? It's a classic. This is is one of the best ones. No. This is the... It's good. This is... It's good. This is... It's my number 11, we'll say. the second quintessential... Uh, conspiracy theory. When you it's think honorable of conspiracy mention. theories, yeah, this is right up there. I chose the path less traveled by. All right, so I guess people think we couldn't couldn't go to the moon because of our technological capabilities at uh-huh. the time. Um, we were children because, playing with calculators. Yeah, the first rockets were practically held together with string wire and yeah. duct tape. Oh man! Yeah, but so were the first airplanes. Our smartphones are that's are more powerful than the computers yeah. NASA used. That's how humanity rolls. Is every time that we try America. something, uh, I mean, not just America. Any time that we've tried something new, you can bet that when we first tried to to cross an ocean, it was in a raft or a canoe or something. It wasn't in a big sailing ship. You start off with this really basic slapdash together thing, mm-hmm. and then when that uh, fails or if you happen to get across successfully by the skin of your teeth, then you realize, yeah, let's do that again, and let's try it maybe a little more securely this next time. And so uh, just because w- you think that we couldn't have done it at the time doesn't mean we couldn't have. Uh, I think, I think honestly, if we didn't have people flying regularly today uh, in airplanes all the time, now obviously we haven't been doing that too much lately because of coronavirus, but, you know, airplanes are, nobody's denying their existence and their plausibility. But if we didn't have people flying regularly, I think people would eventually say that airplanes are a hoax, too. Uh, people flying around through the air, lots of people doing it for fun, going wherever they pleased, ridiculous. Uh and we can clearly get to the moon now, so I don't know why people still persist in thinking oh, well, it's a hoax. Why haven't we gone back to the moon? If we can, we have. <laughs> well, I don't. Uh, why haven't we gone to the moon in thirty years, fifty years? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. You need to stop. It's crazy how many people believe this too. Oh, that's a popular one. Um, 
Yeah, we, we the most uh, convincing to me are that we did go six times to the moon. Uh, I don't I don't think we would have faked it six times if we were just trying to embarrass the Russians. Um, probably once would have been fine. Um, uh, I mean, there's things raised like uh, the Van, Van Allen radiation belts. And that's actually why why Russia never made it to the moon because they couldn't find a way past uh, this radiation. Uh, and what we did was we went to the poles. I think they went to the North Pole, mm-hmm. and it's weaker at the poles. Uh, and we were able to go that way. Um, uh, the fact that Russia never, or the Soviet Union never uh, disputed our claim. Uh, I mean, if there's any shred of doubt they they wouldn't have accepted that we went to the moon right know? they would have um they would have, have said we were we were making it up so i think um i think that one's i i i i believe we went to the moon i think that's pretty plausible and that's my number eight but that is a fun one i agree all right you ready for number sevens yes all right number seven is a little one that I came across. I was looking through just a list of, of a bunch of these, and it's one I hadn't seen before, um, but another fun one. Uh, and this one is the Fukushima Starship Conspiracy Theory. Have you heard of this one? I actually have. Okay. And it's coming up later on my list. All right. Well, I'll, I will wait to discuss that one then. Uh, so I've got, I've got two coming up, and I it's know. over to your number yeah. seven. All right, my number seven is one that I actually believe, and it's that the dangers of genetically modified foods are being hidden from the public. Oh, okay. All right, so uh, there's an article that came out not that long ago about Mm -hmm. how high fructose corn syrup is downplayed uh, by companies, uh, and it's it's just being labeled or listed in ingredient package labels. You know how... All foods have to have the ingredients mm-hmm. list. Uh, they're just listing it as fructose. Okay. Um, but there's such a big difference between fructose and high fructose corn syrup. Okay. Uh, yeah, let me pull it up here. I don't think that's necessarily related to GMO, but... Well, my point, though, is that... If manufacturers are willing to to downplay the danger of something that we all know, well, high fructose corn syrup is, is very clearly, it's been tampered with. There's nothing natural about it. But they're trying okay. to make it sound natural so that they can make their food, you know, sound healthy or whatever. They can say, this is a healthy product. Okay. Uh, you know, all naturally incur- occurring ingredients. Fructose, that's natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you've you've really refined and processed that fructose into high fructose corn syrup. Okay. Um, and so I think if they're not going to be honest about that, if they're going to try and sne- be sneaky about and and try to make it sound like it's healthy i would not uh i would not doubt that they're also gonna downplay genetically modified foods now that's not to say that every genetically modified food is bad um well i think you have to believe that i think that's part of part of the conspiracy theory is that 
genetically modified equals bad. Well, I not yeah. that it can be bad. I don't well, think see, you're. I think I, you're out of the club. I go for. I try to find the balanced approach. Yeah, you're out of the club for sure. Well, well, well. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just trying yeah. to share what I believe. Okay, so yeah, I mean. Would, I mean, uh, we've been genetically modifying for a long time, right? Yeah. Uh, like apples are, yeah. even if you just say it, it wasn't done in a lab, it was done with grafting and things. It's still modifying the genetics and they they don't care about if it's healthy necessarily. They want to get good tasting apples so that we'll buy them. So that's how you get, you know, honey crisp and things like that. And instead, it's probably not healthy at all, but it tastes good. Um, so I, I I would agree in that case that uh, a company is trying to make the most money and what makes money is going to be something that tastes good so right i i agree i guess in that case i don't think it just because it's made in a lab it's necessarily uh uh inherently bad that's yeah. well my point though is that's i think that the conspiracy we theory are being part. lied to ah, by oh, some okay. of the food manufacturers oh okay? okay okay that's what i'm trying to get across here is that sure uh, they're trying to pass off as healthy things that aren't healthy. Of course. I mean, boxes of cereal claim to be healthy. Don't think they're at all healthy. Okay. Thank you for agreeing. So I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> that's why there's truth in advertising laws. That's why the, uh, that's what the, yeah, go- but there's nobody's... some branch, uh, FDA government supposed to. But the FDA okayed this this decision to label high fructose corn syrup just as fructose. And that's that's where I feel there is something going on. Okay. FDA is. Okay, there's the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Okay, okay. uh, Get them in there. There you go. Now it's political. Now you've got a conspiracy theory. (laughs) You can get back get back in the club, I guess. The non GM the not the anti GMO club. I I feel like you're poking fun at me. No. And and perhaps fun at a group that you are in. (laughs) That's my number seven. All right. GMOs and their dangers are being hidden from us. All right. Well, my number six, I guarantee you don't have this one. Uh there's a Wikipedia page called Israel-related animal conspiracy theories. Is this the one that you were laughing about wanted to share with me? No, that's an honorable mention. Oh. I'll get that one to you later. Okay, so did you know that there are, uh, and this is typically in countries around in the Middle East, uh, majority Muslim countries, of course, course, uh, Israel and and, uh, the countries it's around, Always having their little tiffs, always having their little scraps. Well, did you know a lot of countries believe, uh, a lot of people in these countries around Israel believe that Israel uses animals to attack civilians and to spy on them? That's pretty wacky and far out. Uh, So, for example, uh, there were some unprecedented shark attacks in Egypt 10 years ago. And, uh, I mean, scientists... Uh, so, so I'm a very big air quotes here. Scientists claim, you know, things like uh, water levels receded, and so the sharks were caught in shallower waters and attacked people. I think, I think, uh, much more realistic to believe that Israel was remote controlling these sharks 
to attack wow. people in Egypt. Um, uh, Hezbollah claims that uh, they captured some Israeli spying eagles. Uh, uh, Saudi Arabia captured a vulture that had a, a tracking device from Israel inside it. You know what? Um, it's not a bad idea. If something goes wrong, it must be our enemy's fault. Yeah. Have, are you familiar Those with... people we hate, it's all their fault. Are you familiar with tracking animals through like GPS? Uh, so, you know, you put a transponder. Yeah, you tag maybe you it. Wanna, yeah, you tag it. Maybe you want to track migration patterns mm-hmm. or, or mating patterns, things like that. Uh, you know, learn more about... Uh, well... Uh, Israel, this the theory goes, has taken this to the level of not just tracking them, but controlling them. And so here are all the animals that have been tied to uh, these animal conspiracy theories. Griffin vultures, uh, bee eaters, that's a, a, a songbird, vultures, kestrels, Benelli's eagle, Gamla eagle, boars and pigs. They've sent boars and pigs into their farms to destroy them. Hyenas, rats, dolphins. Uh, dolphins were uh, wearing cameras. Uh, Hamas captured dolphins wearing cameras. Uh, Israel strapped cameras to them. Uh, some uh, various reptiles, lizards, chameleons. Um, yeah, so this is... How would... Uh, possibly insects. What even. would be the point of strapping a camera to a sea Spying. animal? They're spying. Yeah, but they're not, they're not going to be able to spy anything. That if, Especially something like a dolphin. It, it would have to swim right up to like a wharf or something. And, it and can be spying then, on the Navy. It's not going to be able to see much. It's spying on the Navy. Yeah, it's going to see the spying bottom on the Coast Guard. edges of boats. And that's it. Well, not if you can control them. Not if you can steer them right up there. Yeah, that's dumb. Yes. Uh, I mean, many militaries have used dolphins. Routinely. <laughs> <laughs> and which militaries are those? Uh, many of the top militaries. Uh, uh, so I see now. So I just love that there's a that there are enough conspiracy theories around this specific topic that it even warrants its own Wikipedia page. Wow! So I thought I would share this very fun wow. Israel-related animal conspiracy theories. That's my number six. That's pretty awesome. Man, you got some really good ones. I think yours are better <laughs> than mine. <laughs> well, mine is my number six is that vaccines are meant to make us more compliant and dependent on big pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So earlier it was to uh, it was about making us dependent on the government. Now another way to make us more dependent on the government: government-controlled pharmaceuticals. Mm. And through that, it's all the vaccines. So uh, there's, and this is a touchy subject for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will try to. Nah, I'm not gonna even try I'm, to. Be I'm delicate. sure we're gonna offend some people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, on this podcast. If you have been injured think... by a vaccine, I do not mean to downplay that at all. I do believe that vaccine injuries are a real thing. I um. I disagree with their need to be pushed so rapidly and in in such great doses on infants. Uh, For instance, the like some of the stuff like polio or measles that can do 
uh, a great deal of damage mm-hmm. to to ba- babies and stuff. I mean, if you don't stop, if you don't get it right there, uh, or stop these things quickly, then uh, it could maim them for life. Uh, yes, go ahead and give them those vaccines. Uh-huh. I I don't want my child to suffer hearing loss or whatnot. Uh, but some of the stuff like HIV uh, vaccines. Uh, that's a sexually transmitted disease. I don't think uh, we need to be pumping that into infants. Uh, and you'd say, well, I mean, what if they got infected blood off an unsterilized needle? Every single needle in a doctor's office is, uh, you know, they are ripping open the package right there in front of you. It's a brand new needle. And so So you just think that we should do them later, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, especially like for some of the, some of those vaccines that are not uh you're not going to encounter them in childhood or that disease. Okay. Um, Why do they do them early? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I assume there's a that, reason. And that's the that's where I tend to perhaps get into a bit of conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, and, you and just it does ask. make me it does make me a little uneasy. You well, should ask why. Why do we do this one early? Because I think the reason is that, uh, and I should ask. Uh, although doctors don't really like you to ask about vaccines, vaccines are a very touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I, I promise you on this, if you ask a doctor about vaccines, uh, even if, I mean, even if it's just innocent, like why do we do this or whatever, uh-huh. and, and anything more than just. Uh, accepting their first explanation of, well, it's just, you know, it's for the safety of the child. Yeah, but how is it for the safety of the child? Are you trying to, uh, you know, push against this? Uh, and, I mean, it, they'll blow it up into a big thing. Most doctors will. Uh, 60%, so, I've, I've heard. Yeah? No, I made that That up. is most doctors. I made that up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Even 51% is still most. Uh, it's What I'm saying, though, is that this has become a very divisive issue and very uh-huh. touchy. And if you question it, it, it almost becomes that, like, it, and it doesn't matter how, how delicately you question it, uh, how, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, where you... You think carefully about how you put it, but how tactful you are. If you're questioning this practice, then it almost comes down to you're questioning the doctor and what, you don't trust my judgment? Well, it's not your judgment. I don't feel it's your call to make. It's my child and I should be the one to determine what goes into my child. But the government feels they should be the ones to tell us what... uh, what, how we should uh, vaccinate the children. And I know there's a whole lot about, well, if we don't vaccinate everybody, then we might as well not vaccinate anybody, you know, because it's only through herd immunity that we can eradicate the, uh-huh. the problem and stuff. But it needs to, I firmly believe that this is an area where it needs to be my body, my decision, and my child's body, therefore my decision. Okay, uh, when the government starts getting to tell you how to run your health care decisions, I think that's a very dangerous place for us to be. 
And there's a lot more that I could rant on about that. So anyway, uh, I got off a little bit on a tangent there. Uh, I think the conspiracy here is where people... People think that vaccines were created to winnow out the sickly, uh, those who are more attendant, have a tendency to, uh, be more immune suppressed or whatever already. So it, okay. it, it gets rid of the, the weak in the human race. Because um, autism is the, right. I'd say the, the biggest, uh, right. conspiracy theory for, for vaccines. I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Um, now, there is a really wide spectrum of autism, and, like, everything gets a t- gets diagnosed as autism these days. So, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it can cause autism. I don't know that it does necessarily as much as it's, as it's chalked up to. But I do, I can't help but wonder why they have to have so many dangerous ingredients like mercury and, and, uh, like, uh, formaldehyde. Chicken, yeah, formaldehyde and like chicken cells and stuff. Yeah. Well, there's um, reasons that they put those in and. Yeah, but what are the reasons? I mean, I can go look it up right now. Okay. There's, sure. There's reasons they put them in there and it's very low dosages. Yeah, but those like stuff like the mercury that that penetrates right through the the brain. The I mean, brain X rays are bad for you. Why do we go get X rays at, at the doctors? Isn't that bad for you? Yeah, we don't get X rays unless we absolutely have to. Yeah, well, we don't okay. get vaccines unless we absolutely <laughs> have to. Yeah, that's the point though. Is where everybody's getting them, uh, because we're told that we have to. When I don't know that we necessarily have to. So what are they what are they pushing? What's the real agenda behind it? Yeah. I don't believe there's necessarily an agenda, but I can't help but wonder. I don't know. It just seems like more vaccines keep on being introduced. Yeah. For everything, even if they don't necessarily work. Like which like ones the flu don't vaccine. work? I don't like, think. Are you saying the Yeah, I mean does it have to be 100% prevention for it to be worthwhile or if you can give it to... I'd say it better be like a, a really high percent, like an 80 or 90%. Okay, what? why not 70%? If you can prevent 70 people from, 70% of people from getting the flu or 50% of people from getting Lord the flu. Or if there be but 50 people who yeah. will. Yeah. Or make it or, or lessen... The flu. I mean, flu vaccine doesn't give people the flu. It doesn't hurt people. I think some people have caught the flu because they got the flu vaccine. No, you can't get the flu from the flu vaccine. You can get the flu vaccine and then still catch the flu uh, because, I mean, flu vaccines are for specific strains of the flu. But I've heard from other people, and I know this is all circumstantial evidence, Uh but like the years they didn't get the vaccine, they didn't get the flu. The years they did yeah. take the vaccine, it lowered their immunity, and they got the flu. I mean, people can say that, but how do they know? I had a, uh, you I, know. Could, I could say well, I had a cousin I that know. didn't wear a seatbelt, and they got into a car accident, and they got thrown out of the car, and the car exploded. Uh, so if, if they had been wearing a seatbelt, they would have died. So nobody should wear seatbelts, because I know a person that would have died if they were wearing a seatbelt. I mean, you can... 
you can have stories about specific people, but that doesn't mean that you should then apply that as a policy. Yeah, I still, I guess my what I'm trying to say, though, is um, I don't like that they're pushed so strenuously. And uh-huh. if you object to getting uh, vaccines for your children, um, for whatever your reasons are, then it's very hard to get to opt out of that and and you're viewed with suspicion mm-hmm. from then on forward yeah uh, it's it's seen as an automatic mark against you of bad parenting mm-hmm. and and i mean for some people in some circles it's like oh man look at them standing against the current you know uh they're they're forging their way against against those who are pushing against them okay. good for them those homeschooling families who choose not to vaccinate. And others, I mean, you read these articles, it's like, and they had chosen not to vaccinate their children. And it's, the the whole tone of the article is that uh, clearly these parents don't have their children's best interests in mind. They're doing that, dooming them right from the start. And I think what annoys me is that the emphasis has been taken away from parents trying to do what's best for their children, and it's governments deciding what's best. Mm-hmm. Well, this gets back to, I mean, we've discussed, I think on the podcast, like, uh, if you're Jehovah's Witness and you think that blood transfusions are morally wrong, and so your child is dying and they need blood, and you say no, uh, they should not get blood. Uh, should should the doctor go ahead and, and do the blood transfusion? Or should they be required to just let the child die? So we've discussed that. We don't need to, to run into that again. Um, that's certainly a, a, a gray area uh, between personal freedom and, and uh, you know, saving somebody's life in that case. Um, but I think the difference with this is that it affects society. Um, at large. So like you're saying, if you have 5% of people, 10% of people that say, uh, we don't, we don't want to get this. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but you get a certain number of people that think it's, it's not good to get it. Then, um, you start seeing resurgences in, in measles, for example, you start seeing, um, resurgences of, of diseases that had gone down to, you know, 10 people are getting it a year and now it's it's climbing back up uh, outbreaks in different areas so that's why and i don't know why a, a doctor maybe that's not why a doctor specifically um they should certainly uh, be open to talk to people about things and and try and explain what they've been taught and and what they believe uh, but that's the reason people really push back against the um, uh, for vaccines, I guess, is that they see it as a, a for the common good. So yeah. that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think one of the things that makes me sad about the whole thing, though, is that it this can become such an ugly topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very difficult to have a discussion on this topic with someone who's not your spouse. Uh-huh. Uh, without it really quickly devolving into yeah 
you're evil and horrible, uh, either because you believe no. this or because you don't. Sure. So, uh, I think, I think I feel that there, and I mean, this is purely my opinion, just my feelings, but I feel like there is money to be made in the discoveries of new and more and better and more improved vaccines. Sure. Um, and I think that, uh, unfortunately, again, just my opinion, but I feel that a lot of the medical industry, one way or another, is fueled by, by you know, the money mm-hmm. and sure. the pharmaceuticals behind sure. it. Re- research and, and development. Right. Well, I think there's a lot that the I, I guess for me, the... The part that I believe in the conspiracy is in the pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. that they're they're just out to make as many bucks as they can, uh, and they don't give a hang about what happens to the rest of the populace, whether or not they uh, they harm people or not. And I'm going to get into this a little bit further with one of my other conspiracy theories, uh-huh. and so and then so they push it on doctors and the doc. I think most doctors are genuinely trying to just do what's best. And, sure. Hey, here's this new drug, and it's got promising results. Never mind that the pharmaceuticals have, they might have falsified the tests or mm-hmm. the, the reports, and, or, you know, maybe fluffed the numbers a little bit. Uh, sure. Graded on a curve, as it were, to get the results. Sure. Um, made that fine print just a little bit finer. And so, uh, and all to get this new drug that they've invested a lot of time and money and research into so they can start getting Mm -hmm. the buku bucks back on it. Sure. So. What's the solution to that? What, how do you stop? How do you, how do you turn it around to where companies aren't going to do immoral things? Yeah. To make money. I really don't know. Yeah. That's the, I think that's the tough part. I know. Is that. Uh, I mean, I certainly think there's a lot of problems with our medical system, um, and I'm not, uh, yeah, and I and I would, I I agree with you. There's companies that are doing immoral things uh, because their job is or their existence is to make money, um, but uh, medical advances right now tend to come out of the United States because of uh, there's money to be made. And so I don't know, um, I don't know what the best way to, to do that is. Um, yeah. I mean, well, you... and I mean, on the other hand, I'm not saying that every pharmaceutical drug is out just to make a buck either. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of really great pharmaceuticals that have come out too that genuinely help. And if you happen to be, mm-hmm. let's say, to use what you were using or saying earlier about, uh, 70% of the population is helped by this drug sure. and only 30% has an adverse reaction to it. If you happen to be part of that 70%, I mean, hallelujah for you. That's pretty great. You know, you, you'd be living this crummy life if it wasn't for this mm-hmm. new drug and it's, it's the cure for all your problems. So that's great. So yeah. Uh, well, I and mean, what I was saying with like the flu ones would be more like 70% or it works for Fifty percent it works to prevent the right. flu, and then forty nine point nine percent are 
Yeah. Well, I do feel are. that the flu is a little more sketchy because it really is just their best guess of, ah, oh, well, we think this will be the most popular one. So let's drum yeah. up a, a new vaccine for it. And then let's try and push it around on everybody. And it, it's free vaccines. Yeah. That's where it, it, I mean, nothing in life is free. If it's free, I mean, if it's too good to be true, and it probably is too good to be true, I should not, I, I don't trust something that's just free. Uh, okay, the library is free, that museums is are free, yeah, no, that's completely different, schools though. are free. I'm not going to trust free meds. Uh, um. Okay, I don't really know how to, okay. <laughs> I don't feel, I do not feel that someone free... is Obviously, someone is paying for it. The government pays for it yep. to, to yep. reduce the amount of flu each year. I, I don't feel that free books at the library is the same as comparing. It's completely the same. Free. How is it different? The the government through tax money, the government pays for libraries. Mm -hmm. Through tax money, the government pays for flu shots. Yeah. Both for public good. Yeah, but I can have my choice of different books. I can't have my choice of different flu shots. You're also not going to harm a people if you choose to read <laughs> Twilight instead of... Well, I disagree on that. Instead of... Uh, you're only going to harm yourself. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, I don't think we clarified the waters any on this topic. Well, I thought it was discussion. an interesting discussion. I'm sure we'll get... Uh, I'm sure people have, have thoughts about that one. We'll probably probably could get some feedback yeah. um and maybe we should just go ahead and switch to that we've gone through half of our lists yeah. less than half actually because two two of them from my list we still have to discuss but we're at halfway through the numbers night. it's midnight for us we've been podcasting for an hour and 20 minutes um we haven't done this before but let's just go ahead and turn this into a part one our first two-parter yeah we'll do a part two next week we'll do our one through fives uh, we've got some very interesting stuff coming up. Oh, yes. Uh, in fact, um, I mean, I looked at, at information for all of these, but the ones that I did a bit more of a of a deep dive into are my one through four, certainly. A little bit of one through five, and then we've still got uh, some, I got some crazy honorable mentions, some some other honorable mentions. Uh, we'll have our, our stinger. After part two, uh, maybe we'll go up, we'll do a few for this one. Some conspiracy theories that were proved to be true. Um, just so we can give the other side some, some, uh, airtime. And, um, yeah, uh, a week, two weeks, probably two weeks. We've got a little vacation coming up next week. And, and we'll be back finishing out our list of conspiracy theories. Thanks to Zach, my brother yeah. Zach, who suggested this episode topic yeah we've really enjoyed diving down this rabbit hole yeah this has been a fun one um and it's certainly I mean, we, can t we might talk about it next time or at least in honorable mentions uh we can talk about uh the con the coronavirus conspiracy theories that oh, are very popular up. right now uh so it's a it's a a topic for our times i think and a a good discussion to have so uh let's go ahead and send us feedback uh, if you send it to us in the next couple weeks, we'll, we'll address it in our part two episode. Go ahead and send an email, tto at coser.us, or you can go to our website, tto.coser, that's tto.coser.us, slash 127, because this is episode 127, that'll take you to the show notes, 
uh, you can see our first five entries on the list and you can see a uh, link to that demotivator that Melissa was discussing earlier. And you can leave us a comment. Go ahead and tell us your favorite conspiracy theories. Tell us which ones you believe that we've already discussed. Uh, why we're wrong to just blindly trust. Uh, fill in the blank authority here. Um, and uh, let us know which ones you really want us to discuss in our next episode. So, Melissa, is there anything else you want to toss in before we wrap this th- this sucker up? No, I was checking to see if we have any um, feedback on, okay. what was it, on Moral Dilemmas? Is sure. That what we were asking for? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, any of the was, last uh, few ones. It was, fast uh, food questions. was our last one. That's right. Uh, fast food restaurants. Episode 126. Don't forget, if you've got questions for our upcoming Hot Ones episode that we're going to do, then send them to episode 126. Put them in the comments there. Or you can email me, melissajcozer at gmail.com. There you go. And speaking of Zach, he left another comment Yeah. on our Fast Food Restaurants episode, Fast Food Restaurants Revisited. He really likes Steak and Shake, Taco Bell, possibly his number one as well. And uh, if Krispy Kreme and Marble Slab count as fast food restaurants, he's for sure going to say those are two of his favorites. So thanks for that feedback, Zach. And uh, I'm sure we'll get some feedback from him since he requested this topic. So make sure you go leave a comment, interact with us on our redesigned website, new comment section, all that stuff that we've got on our website. And uh, yeah, as long as they, as long as they don't get to us, we'll be back for 127 soon, 128 soon. I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa. You've been listening to 10 to 1. All right. So you want to hear a few conspiracy theories that turned out to be true? Yeah. All right. So this is from a list of 25. That turned out to be true. So I'll just go through the first 12 and tell you, uh, I'll I'll at least tell you the ones that are interesting. Uh, Did you know the U.S. government poisoned alcohol during Prohibition? Whoa. Pretty (laughs) crazy. Yeah. uh, So, of course, people were, uh, I mean, widespread. Way to criminalize. Widespread did not, uh, uh, people breaking that law. Um, So, um. I'm not, I didn't read the article, so I'm not exactly sure who in the government decided this, but uh, it's, these are all proved true. They added toxins, including methanol, which is highly lethal uh, to alcohol in the mid 20s. They think about 10,000 people died. You know, and it's stuff like that that makes conspiracy, conspiracy theories so believable. You know, crazy stuff has been done in the past. Mm-hmm. We can't put anything past what... I mean, this was the government. You yeah. just can't put anything past them. I mean, I think I can put a few things past them. Mm. We'll get to that on honorable mentions. We've got some fun <laughs> ones coming up. Uh, of Honorable mentions in our next episode. All right, uh, number two. Uh, the Canadian government uh, funded a, a gaydar machine. <laughs> to determine if if men were homosexual, so a bunch of men in Canada lost their jobs because of this machine. Number three, 
Uh, did you know uh, Woodrow Wilson had a stroke during the presidency? And so his wife uh, didn't want it, uh, didn't want people to know how serious his condition was. So basically, he was incapacitated for a year and a half, and she ran the country. Uh, and wow. people people were were suspicious, uh, I guess, of of uh, of him not being seen in public for a while and things like that. Uh, I want to read a book about this. Yeah, so I go see if there are go look into books. that one. Um, let's see. Um, I'll skip that one. Uh, playing football can cause brain damage. Uh, that was shocker. Seems like NFL kind of tried to hush that up a little bit. The the uh, head trauma causing stuff. And number six is that the CIA gave LSD to uh, well, it was it was testing mind control, doing mind control tests. That's Project MK Ultra. Uh, so a bunch of like thousands of people were given LSD. Um, and then the CIA director uh, destroyed all the records related to the project in the 70s. Had you heard of that one? That one's pretty crazy. I had. Yeah, that that one is is one of the craziest. Uh, Gulf of Tonkin attack never happened, so that was uh, President Lyndon B. Johnson told the public that U.S. ships were attacked by the Vietnamese. And then a year later, he said, he admitted there was no attack. They were just trying to get people uh, riled into, up in the spirit yeah. of nationality. Yeah, ready for for the Vietnam War. Uh, number eight, uh, the U.S. government has done investigation into UFOs. Um, I I don't think they found anything. Uh, the prog- program was shut down in 2012 since they didn't find anything. Although I'm sure there's a conspiracy theory uh, there behind that uh of course they're not yeah. going to reveal their findings <laughs> right. the sheeple of, a, of the world can't handle it right and um i'll just go to one more uh tobacco companies hid evidence that smoking causes lung cancer yeah well, yeah so, i mean that one that one goes right in with uh uh my suppressing research yeah that you know because destroying documents it's about the buck in the end mm-hmm. yep yep so, all right, we'll, we'll finish up the rest of those next time.